0: Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast, I'm Justin Quinn here with a very, very, very surprise podcast that I don't think really any of us saw coming. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I am speaking about the just-completed trade for Kyrie Irving that sends Isaiah Thomas over to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's quite unexpected, and I'm here doing a solo pod just to try to get you up to speed on it. Please excuse any sound quality or other issues that are going on. This is very ad hoc, and we just want to make sure that we have this to you as soon as, soon as we possibly could. So, the, the essence of what's going on here, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, Isaiah Thomas is being sent along with, presumptively, if the reporting is correct, uh, Ante Zizich and Isaiah, um, excuse me, Isaiah, Jay Crowder, as well as the 2018 Brooklyn pick. My first reaction to this trade for just Kyrie Irving, who is reportedly re- uh, waving his trade kicker in order to make the deal happen, is a very uncomfortable feeling. On one hand, I understand the logic behind it from the side of the Celtics. This deal would end up saving them the trouble of risking re-signing Thomas to a deal that may end up being a bad one by the end of it, depending on how his health ends up being and depending on how his play ends up being affected as a result. And this gives them an extra year. Uh, Kyrie Irving is under contract for I think about 18 million, if memory serves, for another two years with a third-year player option uh, for two seasons after this one. So next season he's under contract, like upcoming season, the season after that, and then the third season is a player option. Presumptively speaking, he would be Kyrie Irving would be interested in sticking around longer than that, if the deal. Makes sense as much sense as I think it would have to for Danny Ainge to take such a big risk in trading away one of the best deals in the league in in Jay Crowder's deal, who's making just under seven million dollars next season and starting. You know he's a starting caliber player. He's not you know an outstanding starter by any means, but considering how much he's making, it's one of the best deals in the leagues. And in my opinion, it's in and of itself is basically worth a first round pick, particularly to a team like the Cavaliers who uh, are currently staring down one of the biggest luxury taxes in the history of the league, if not the biggest, depending on how they end their season. The deal is reported, according to Bobby Marks uh, of... I'm not even sure where he is these days, but I think he's with ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, he reports that that would save about $19 million for the Cavaliers, which is, I'm assuming, the primary reason the Cavaliers are doing what they're doing. This would give them an opportunity to make one final run for the title with Isaiah Thomas being not much of a step down and Jay Crowder being probably better than any any potential wings they have on the roster at the moment, though not by much. And this would really help them with their flexibility as well as their, their, you know, Immense tax bill that they're, they're staring at. So I can understand it from their perspective. The other great thing for, for the Cavaliers is the Thomas contract ends at the end of the season. So he'll be free to go wherever he wants and they can get their rebuild started if LeBron James moves on. But there's also the possibility, if they are successful, that they can keep the band together and, and, and keep moving forward. Personally, I don't really think that this necessarily makes them a slam dunk to be as good or better than the Celtics next season, just because of the fact that we don't know how Thomas is going to respond to healing after his injury to his hip last season during the playoffs and just before the playoffs. And we don't know how the team is going to react to the, the injection of new talent. So before we, we make any like strong pronouncements about how this is going to affect the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Boston Celtics, I think it's going to have to be at least a, a wait-and-see situation. There may be moves coming also on top of what we've already seen. It's hard to say, but this really seems to be on the part of the Celtics, uh, a move to kind of shore up uh, and, and solidify their trade assets if not for competing next year, for making sure that they still have something worth trading after next season and also acquiring a player who is more along the timeline of what they're working with at 25 years old with Kyrie Irving compared to Isaiah Thomas being 28 years old. So I can understand how that makes sense on their part. Anta Zizic is, you know, a little bit of a disappointment so far, but it's really, really early yet, so I really can't say whether or not this is going to be a significant component to the deal. I'm kind of surprised that, that the Brooklyn pick was the pick that ended up going in. To me, it seemed like something lesser, even as low as a Boston pick, given what we were getting here, would be perfectly acceptable. With that said, I'm not entirely certain that this is necessarily going to be a bad deal just because the Brooklyn pick is not necessarily guaranteed to be a great pick. I mean, it's probably going to be a top five pick. It's got the potential to do that. But with the moves that the the, the Nets have made this season, this offseason, there's a very decent chance that they will end up being a late lottery team following into the middle of the lottery somewhere depending on how things shake out it's not necessarily going to happen for them either but with the situation being what it is i understand the idea behind the move in that regard i don't have too many other things to add at present this is you know a really uncomfortable situation for me considering all what we witnessed In terms of recruiting, in terms of the death of his sister, in terms of the sacrifices he's made on the court, and the success he's brought the Celtics. This is a really big surprise to me, and I think a lot of us, and it's going to take a lot of time for me to process this, but it's real. It's happened. It's not a rumor. You know, a lot of people were were anticipating this happening, and it's happened. So, that's where we're at. We'll have some more news for you. Keep an eye out on the site. We've got a lot of new writers. Stephen Tidings has been covering most of this stuff, and it's been really, really great to have these new guys helping us out getting through the off season you know some of us do like to try to take a little bit of a break here and there when, when we get a chance so these guys have been really helping us out with that so thanks to them and as always don't hesitate to contact us if you have any kind of a complaint or a suggestion or interesting with advertising with a podcast you can leave us a message here or tweet us with the hashtag clpod and we'll be sure to follow it up you can listen to the podcast on any podcatcher app Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, hit us up with a message here on the article that you're probably listening to this on, if you heard it, or if you encountered this on the Celtics Life website. You can use the Twitter hashtag CLPod that I mentioned. You can put it in any article on Celtics Life. We'll get it. With that, I'm going to let you go. I'm sure none of us were expecting this, and I'll let myself and the rest of you get back to everything else that's going on in our lives, which, hey, we got something to talk about in August, right? Take care, y'all.